from Wondery, I'm Brooke Sifrin. And I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And this is Even the Rich. Over the last four episodes, we've watched the Kardashians go from a big family in Calabasas to a modern-era dynasty full of reality TV stars, models, and entrepreneurs. Yeah, I seriously had no idea how much effort went into making the Kardashians (laughs) the Kardashians. Seriously. I mean, from the outside, it kind of felt like they just appeared one day on E!, gave us a few memes, and then just never left. I feel like the thing with the Kardashians is it feels like we've been living their lives with them for the past 14 years. I mean, we saw the ugly stuff, the catty stuff, the triumphant stuff. And no matter how famous they got, it felt like we could still see some of ourselves and our families in them. Yeah. And whenever their lives changed or someone new entered or left the family, it meant a lot to us, too. Which is why when Kim filed for divorce from Kanye last month, we had a lot of questions. And feelings. I was a fan of Kimye. So today we're talking to Zan Romanoff, a writer who's made it her job to keep up with the Kardashians, often for BuzzFeed. And over the past four years, she's asked all the important questions like, who's the most relatable Kardashian? Chloe, obviously. (laughs) And why do we love to hate Chris, the OG momager? On today's interview, Zan's going to bring us up to speed on everything Kim and Kanye. And then we're turning to the future. After the show's final season airs this year, could we be facing Kardashian withdrawals? I mean, I refuse to accept a future without the Kardashians, so... (laughs) There's only one way to find out. Let's go to the expert. Zan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So for anyone who's been paying attention to the Kardashians, even a little bit, the news of their divorce was not exactly a surprise. And Zan, you follow the Kardashians really closely. When was it that you realized something big was going on in their marriage? Yeah. So, you know, I think there have been Kim and Kanye divorce rumors about as long as there have been Kim and Kanye, um, because the media (laughs) feeds on drama. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they presented a pretty united front through a substantial number of difficulties, sort of one way or the other. So this summer when Kanye was running for president and doing events where he was talking about the circumstances around their daughter North's conception and birth and saying that Kim thought about maybe having an abortion, Mm -hmm. um, that felt different to me, right? Kanye has made pretty inflammatory comments, you know, around race and around all kinds of things, Um, his, you know, sort of weird alliance with Donald Trump. And I think the family was sort of able to brush some of that off. But at this point, it's sort of getting personal, right? It started mm-hmm. coming into the realm of stuff that they actually protect pretty fiercely, which is a certain level of their privacy. And yeah. so I think that, for me, was a big warning sign. And particularly, at some point after that happened, Kim put out a statement on Instagram saying, you know, Kanye is ill and we kind of can't help him at this point. Mm-hmm. And that felt to me like a huge turning point. Like, the family really doesn't talk about things unless they want to talk about them and unless I think they can figure out sort of a flattering angle to them. This was a pretty unflattering story that she kind of had no choice but to comment on. And that was where I really started thinking, okay, something is really kind of going on here. You know, the wheels are are coming off the bus behind the scenes. Yeah. So, I mean, this is obviously far from the first time that Kanye has acted out publicly. Do you think it was just the personal attacks that finally led to divorce this time? Or do you think there was any other factors? Um, I mean, with the caveat that, you know, it's always wild speculation because I have yeah. not met Kim and Kanye. They don't want to hang out with me for some reason. It's very <laughs> oh, strange. that's weird. <laughs> um, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that Kanye being mentally ill and seemingly being unwilling to treat that mental illness 
has got to be a pretty substantial factor, right? There can be yeah. all the love in the world and all the commitment in the world, you know, and if someone is just is sick and is not taking care of themselves and if you have four children to raise and a, a pretty busy career, there just comes a point where you need to protect yourself and you need to protect your children. Yeah. So I think that's the human read on it. The like mm-hmm. sort of, you know, uh, Chris Jenner <laughs> like <laughs> publicity read on it is also that Kanye is just really bad for her image at this point. You know, he is yeah. just drawing all kinds of negative attention to the family, especially at a moment when Kim is like, I'm a criminal justice lawyer now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really not working with her. Chris is like, you are not doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> stop. <laughs> now, Zan, how do you feel about it? I feel like I'm still kind of processing it. They were such an iconic couple. They were such an iconic couple. Um, yeah, I'm surprised actually by how, I mean, I'm not like upset about it. I think also like 2020 <laughs> has drained my ability to, to be, be upset, upset about yeah. anything, yep. you know, <laughs> not really horrible. Um, but it's I, it's sad to me, especially because I love I love them as a couple just in terms of like what they represent in pop culture. Mm, yeah, I just think they're fascinating individually. They're super fascinating together. They're so fun together. Yeah. Um, I think what they did, culturally speaking, right, like Kanye, the sort of like artist elevating Kim, the trashy, you know, reality star. Like, yeah. I just loved that. I loved watching it. Yeah. So I'm bummed out that we won't get to see them together. Although I have, it's been pointed out on the internet that we now get like a single Kim. Yeah. And I'm dying to see what that phase looks like. So, you know, silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, as we all know, this is, of course, not Kim's first divorce. We covered, you know, the 72-hour Chris Humphreys <laughs> marriage in episode two. Oh, 72 days. Hi, said yeah, hours. Days. <laughs> Who was married? Somebody was married for such a short amount of time. Um, Maybe it's Britney Spears. Actually, it, I got to say, that marriage, um, like, she filed for divorce after 72 days, but he contested the crap out of that. Mm. Chris Humphreys did. And they were actually married for, like, years because he was just fighting her, like, legally tooth and nail. And, like, right, she was still technically married to Chris when she got pregnant with North. And anyway. But can you tell us a little bit about her previous two marriages? Yeah. So her first husband was a music producer. Um, they got married pretty young, were married for several years, got divorced. And then she uh, married Chris Humphreys. Um, you know, <laughs> she's since said that she felt she kind of knew wasn't really going to last. Yeah. I know there's like this thing about her sisters calling her Elizabeth Taylor or yes. something. <laughs> what is that about? Um, so in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, in in the two hour, you know, Kim's fairy tale wedding special. Yeah. Um, it seems also quite <laughs> evident that the family is betting that this marriage is not going to last, which is really interesting to watch. And there's footage of her sisters talking about her when she's not there. And they say basically like, you know, Kim loves Elizabeth Taylor and she thinks we call her Elizabeth Taylor because she loves diamonds. But we call her Elizabeth Taylor because there's going to be six divorces. Oh, God. <laughs> and she's halfway there. So congratulations. Right. Yeah. She's making good <laughs> ground for sure. I mean, siblings know you the best. So true. <laughs> What I find interesting is that if you look back, she was in a totally different position during the Humphreys divorce versus where she is now. I mean, the Kardashian empire wasn't even close to what it is today. How did she manage to survive the blowback over the marriage and come out even stronger? Yeah, I mean, and I think the answer to that question actually is that she started dating Kanye West, right? Yeah. And and this is something that I don't think anyone could have predicted, right? She had sort of like risen to fame on the back of a sex tape in a reality show, you know, she had done every appearance, every sponsorship, you know, put her name on everything that anyone had asked her to, right? Attend the opening yeah. of a letter, as the yeah. joke goes, <laughs> you know, and then and then had this, yeah, like, oh, my God, she's marrying a NBA player, NFL, I don't know, sports. 
He's an NBA. Yeah, he's they're always, NBA. They're always NBA players. No, they're NBA, always yeah. players. Um, but she was dating an NFL player before that. Right, right, yeah, right. Um, so she had sort of run through the playbook for, like, you know, reality star attention grabbing, you know, what mm-hmm. you could do on your own with that level of fame. And this is sort of my personal theory of the the Kardashians is that if Kanye hadn't come along at that moment, they wouldn't be who they are today. Right. Mm -hmm. That they had sort of Mm -hmm. hit a glass ceiling, basically. Yeah. And then Kanye appeared and he is someone who is an artist who talks a lot about himself as an artist and, you know, as a genius. Um, But who legitimately, especially at that point, you know, was really considered like an A-list star. Um, And he did kind of like reach down and just drag him up off the D-list and dragged the whole family with him. Mm -hmm. You know, and was sort of like, no, these people aren't just kitschy sideshows. Right. This is the culture. Like, this is going to be the main culture. And just created, a, I think, a new kind of interest in her. And I think probably along with like changing discourse in our culture around powerful women and what that looks like and what that means, mm-hmm. you know, allowed them to sort of enter the second phase where they went from being like the most famous reality star people to some of the most famous people in the world. Right. Yeah. So you think we very easily could have never known Kylie Lipkits or KKW <laughs> Beauty if the split with Chris went any different? I think so. Yeah. There's just like a million reality stars that have their own makeup brands, you know, that are like, yeah. they're fine, they're out there. But, you know, what sets the Kardashians apart? And I really do think it is, you know, that A-list recognition that they then very smartly parlayed, you know, sort of were able to work with and say like, yeah, Kanye was right to recognize us. Like we are pioneers in our field. Mm-hmm. And I do, I think I should give them credit. They are to an extent pioneers in their field, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Kylie Lipkits were a really smart business move. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the sort of Instagram influencer brands that exist now are just attempts to replicate Kylie Lipkits. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so then how about now? Are the Kardashians too big to fail now, do you think? Do you think Kim will face any of the same challenges she did after the Humphreys divorce? Yeah, I don't think she's nearly in the same place, you know, with Kanye mm-hmm. as she was right. with Chris. Right? right. There's no question. Like, that's a seven year marriage. It's produced four children. You know, people were f- really furious after the Chris Humphreys marriage. Yeah. 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 They were just like, <laughs> it's like she cheated a- on them or something. Yes. He <laughs> <laughs> took it so personally. Right? Not that she cheated, but. Yeah. Right. Right. But no, but it was, I think there was a sense of like, if these people will <laughs> will get married in order to get TV ratings, like what won't they do? And there was this feeling of like, there's no there there, right? And yeah, I think actually mm-hmm. it's kind of the opposite now. We're seeing a pretty rare glimpse into Kim Kardashian's life being really sad in a really human way and just really outside mm-hmm. of her control, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, in, in this series, we talked a lot about how Kim is basically just this master at branding herself. And she's made the West part of her name now like her instagram says kim kardashian west she's got kkw beauty Mm -hmm. is this divorce going to change what she's selling like she's no longer part of this partnership how do you think that affects her businesses yeah i'm very curious um i mentioned earlier like this sort of you know uh single kim that we might get um you know what that aesthetic is going to look like kanye very famously when they started dating like came and made her give (laughs) away like three quarters of her closet yes um it's still really (laughs) sad to watch (laughs) It is. <laughs> All those earth tones. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, her look has been his look yeah. for most of their marriage. And so I'm genuinely very curious to see if and how her style changes. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, could be sort of an interesting signal of, of what she's doing next. Yeah, I don't I mean, I think it opens up some interesting possibilities for her. Yeah, to sort of explore different creative avenues um, and, and think about her products in a different way. Because it is very like... You know, Skims, her like shapewear brand is very yeah. neutral, um, you know, body yeah. colored. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. got the fragrances. She's got the beauty line. We'll yeah. see. 
yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see like so when she married Chris Humphreys, a big point of contention was that um she didn't want to take his name and ultimately didn't and for the best because she would have had to give it right back. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But she says at the time, right? She's like, my part of my business is my name, right? There's a lot of questions. Right. Like, What's Kim Kardashian famous for? Part of the answer is she's famous for literally being the words Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So like deciding to put West on there was a big move and taking West off will be a big move. Um, yeah. But I will also say like, this is actually something that her mother, Kris Jenner, who is twice divorced, has had to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, we'll see. But there's definitely precedent in the family for, like, keeping your married name and building an empire on it. <laughs> so right. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, West rolls off the tongue way better than Humphreys. So. <laughs> KKH. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chloe's nickname for Chris Humphreys is Hump. Which <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, do you think maybe she'll keep the West? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, especially also her kids have that name. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I could really see it going either way. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she takes it off her Instagram, we'll know in seconds, I'm sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> big news. I mean, she's yeah. she's had to change names before in terms of like skims. She had to change to skims. So it's not like she's averse to changing things. True. That's right. I forgot about, uh, what is it called? Kimono? Kimono, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just this is always my, like, I think the real thing of being like a quote unquote Kardashian expert is that like, <laughs> Even though this is something that I pay a lot of attention to and like spend a lot of time on, I forget whole controversies. Like, oh yeah, I know. Oh, well, yeah. there's well, so there's many. So many. I mean, yep. there's, exactly. But this is what I'm saying. Is like, even as someone who is professionally obligated to know this stuff, it just literally there's not room in my brain. I can name all the kids and all their kids. <laughs> I can't name all their scandals. That alone is a lot. Yeah, it's impressive. So I just want to say DoorDash deserves all the gold stars. Like, I cannot tell you how many times it's come in handy. We actually use it for our Thursday night sleepovers. We get Cheesecake Factory all the time on DoorDash. Uh, But it's it's good for a lot of things. Groceries, late night snacks, all kinds of stuff. And before you ask Richie's, yes, of course we have a code. You can use code (laughs) RICH24 to get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your next convenience, grocery, or retail order for eligible users only, terms apply. Love it. Listen, Richie, as you play your cards right, you never have to leave your house again. (laughs) And that's the real dream. Get everything you need when you need it. Use code RICH24 to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more at convenience, grocery, or select retail stores on DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply. Did you know that with the Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you could be building your credit with on-time payments for your everyday purchases? There's no annual fee, interest, or credit check to get started. Complete your Credit Builder Starter Kit with Chime's checking account. With a qualifying direct deposit, Chime's checking account allows you to get paid up to two days early and overdraft up to $200 without fees using their Spot Me feature. Plus, I love that you can pay friends through Chime even if they're not Chime members. And when you receive money, you can cash it out fee-free. That's going to be helpful for group dinners for sure. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So start building your credit. Open a Chime checking account with at least a $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com slash rich. That's Chime.com slash rich. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and over-the-counter advance fees may apply. Call 1-844-244-6363 for details. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. 
So Kim is obviously in a very new place right now. She's getting a divorce. Keeping up with the Kardashians is ending after this next season. What do you think we can expect from Kim and the rest of the family in the future? (laughs) This is my favorite. They're like, we're ending keeping up with the Kardashians. End of an era. We signed a contract with Hulu. Beginning of an era. (laughs) Right. Uh, They don't waste time, that's for sure. They Mm -hmm. do not. And, you know, I I guess I respect the hustle. Um, You know, I think there's a good amount of real sympathy for Kim and what she's going through. And there are, of course, also people who are kind of like, oh, well, like the reason that she waited to file for divorce is because they wanted to film all of this for the last season of Keeping Up to get people to watch it. Um, You know, oh, yeah, she like signed this Hulu contract so that we'll have to watch her being single. You know, people Mm -hmm. still are quite uh, suspicious of her and her motives. Right. Pretty much no matter what she does. But I don't know that it's been reported that Kim specifically signed on to do the Hulu show. One of the first times she really talked about the criminal justice stuff she's been pursuing in a Vogue interview, I believe, uh, she did say, you know, I might sort of get into my 40s and decide to like leave, quote unquote, being Kim K behind. Mm-hmm. And I think if she wasn't motivated to do that previously, it's very possible that she is even more motivated to do it now. Right. It, I may be very wrong about this. And it may be <laughs> that like single Kim Kardashian is just everywhere and you know, yeah. it's a renaissance and who knows. But I can kind of imagine her being like, yeah, you know, I actually do want to you know, pursue criminal justice and I want to be an advocate. I don't want to be a celebrity in this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, because it's interesting to her and B, because it keeps her family a little less in the spotlight as she yeah. is dealing with, you know, the ongoing issue of like them getting divorced is not going to solve Kanye's mental health issues. Right. And, and the more they're in the spotlight, the more she's going to have to like talk about that or be asked to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And the less she is, the more she gets to just kind of like keep that private. So yeah, we'll see. For sure. Right. There's no question that, like, the bulk of the Kardashian clan is going to keep doing what they've been doing, right? Mm -hmm, There'll be mm -hmm. some form of reality show. There'll be constant social media presence. There will be all of their brands and, you know, selling jeans and makeup and socks, I guess. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget. That's seriously watching. Yeah. I'm just like, poor Rob. Watching Rob talk about starting his sock brand. It's just. Like hard to take seriously. He's anyway. passionate about socks, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm a fashion entrepreneur. <laughs> oh man. Oh Rob. So yeah, I think the Kardashian show, sort of writ large, I think is going to continue on in the way that we've seen it. Um, mm-hmm. There's just mm-hmm. so many of them at this point, and there's enough sort of desire there. Yeah. So I mean, in our series, we mainly just focused on Chris, Kim, and Kylie. But what do you think the show has been like for the other members of the family who possibly don't want to live their lives on screen? Yeah, this is like where I get really sad talking about the Kardashians Um, because, yeah, I mean, Kendall and Kylie, you know, they're like 10 and 11 when Keeping Up with the Kardashians start shooting. Yeah. Yeah. You have to grow up in this just unbelievably intense spotlight, you know, watching Life of Kylie, which aired a couple of years ago. She seems to have like just extremely conflicted relationship to her own celebrity. Oh, yeah. And I do think in part also like it's a family business. And so there's some sense that like if you pull away, you know, you're abandoning the family, you're making mm-hmm. the brand less sellable. You know, part of the brand is like, no, we all love this and we all want to do it, which also like just sort of elides the fact of Rob, who for whom this has clearly been, uh, you know, kind of life ruining. Yeah. Um, there has been speculation that Courtney is pretty over the sort of reality show part of it, though. Yeah. And she is kind of like, look, I have my blog now. I have my brand. Poosh. Um, is successful somehow. And right in, she's like, <laughs> you know, I have a bunch of kids to look after and I yeah. want to live my life, right? That she's over it. She's like, I have right. enough money and I have enough clout. Thank you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Kylie has talked more about being uncomfortable in the Kardashian family spotlight. Kendall, I think by 
withdrawing herself from it has sort of demonstrated discomfort. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're all to a certain extent bought in, right? They all still appear on the show. They do the thing, whatever. And I don't see that changing, right? I think as long as there's a Kardashian show, all of these people will come and go from it. But then there's also, and this is the really crazy thing that I realized doing this rewatch of the show that I'm doing right now, you know, Kendall and Kylie were 10, but Mason, Courtney's son, was literally born on camera. Yeah. Yeah. She pulled him right out. She pulled him right out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I think that's the second generation is kind of the one to watch for me. I think um, I'm quite curious to see when the kids sort of start coming of age. And, and, you know, Mason is now 10 years old. And so he's doing like confessionals on keeping up. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to see yeah. Now, you mentioned Mason having his starting to have his talking head interviews. And I'm wondering if we've heard anything about how he and the younger kids are feeling about this inherited fame. I mean, like you said, he was literally born on the Kardashians and has grown up, has spent his whole life being on the Kardashians. Yeah. Um. Not yet so much. Mason, I think, did like an Instagram maybe or like a Snapchat. He had some social media and he was like answering questions and someone like mm. asked him about Kylie and Travis and he's like, oh, yeah, like they're together or, they, you know, they're on and off or something. And then I think it got shut down after that. <laughs> Chris Jenner in a control room being like, nope, yeah. shut it down, shut it down. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the kids are, are still young enough because um, Mason is the oldest and he's only mm-hmm. 10, right? So they don't have their yeah. own social media platforms yet. They're not like doing press yet. But I do think in the next like five years or so. Whenever they start being able to do, you know, having their own social media and being able to sort of like speak for themselves in public, I think we're going to learn a lot. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. You know, who says what at what points? Because I do think those kids are maybe going to at some point be like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> and has there been, do you think or do you know any kind of blowback within the family of you're in this, this is the mob, you can never leave. And if you do leave, <laughs> that's it. There definitely are. There are more and less explicit conversations around people's sort of discomfort at various times with doing what they're doing. What actually really is fascinating to me is the moments when I would be having the conversation of like, why am I doing this to myself? And they're not. Mm. So like there's an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where um, Kim is anxious about like driving kind of. Mm. To be fair, I think it's like the paparazzi, you know, anxious, whatever. Kendall is having like panic attacks um, and particularly around travel um, and around flying, which her job as a supermodel requires her to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at no point does her mother say, sweetheart, perhaps you should travel less. I know. (laughs) Right. Like it seems like your job is causing you to have like anxiety symptoms that are not normal and not healthy. You know, maybe you should do something else. It's just not a conversation. And that yeah. to me is the most striking thing is like that mm. it's it's such a foregone conclusion, certainly publicly, that they can't mm-hmm. even talk about like, is this lifestyle making us sick? And could could we do something else? Because that's the real thing. I'm like, y'all do not need more money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. I always think of Breaking Bad when I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a scene where like they have this like storage unit of money and she's like, when is it enough? And it's like, Kardashians, when is it enough? Right. Oh, my God. I have not seen Breaking Bad, but I got to say oh. that. I know. I <laughs> If I if I wanted to see it, I <laughs> would yeah. by now. This is I think you can tell a lot about me, like personality Rorschach test. I'm like I've seen 20 seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, not an episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, I mean, there was even in the recent season the episode where Kylie has strep, 
And yeah. Chris is like yeah. calling other members of the family. Is like, I'll give you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to like. Do-. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, my God, right? Yeah, this is so interesting to me, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. What is the motivation to to at that at that point to work as much as they do and to like put as much of themselves out there as they do? Like, I would just be like, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I've had God. enough of this. I can't yeah. imagine. I get right? one so mean much. tweet and my week is ruined. It's like, <laughs> oh how are God. they doing this? <laughs> right and i i do think that part of the answer is that they just like don't ever seriously consider you know if if you open the door to think about what your life might be like any other way it's like it's too big of a change that's true Yeah. yeah and also i think i do think that there's something to be said for the way that um you know, they have a frankly indefensible amount of wealth, right? When you look mm-hmm. at just like, mm-hmm. and not, you know, not just them, there's many, many people who are in this situation, but they have an indefensible right. amount of money. Yeah. yeah. But if they're always working, then that's their defense for it, right? It's like, well, no, I work hard, so I deserve to like, you know, hoard <laughs> money <laughs> yeah. that could change the world. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And if they stopped working, then they would just be, they'd have to admit they were just very rich people like everyone, you know, like, yeah, right. not like everyone else, but like other very rich people who don't quote unquote deserve it as if anyone deserved that much money. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, when a one-year-old gets a purse that's more than three months of my rent, it's just... (laughs) Well, you know, North is a famous painter now, so... (laughs) (laughs) And she painted that painting herself, and she deserves all of the recognition she's getting. (laughs) I mean, if I had a world-class painter teaching me how to paint, I'd paint a great thing, too. (laughs) That's my theory on that. Yeah, for sure, that's true. Um, I mean, yeah. Oh, <laughs> some days I'm like, I love talking about the Kardashians. It's so low stakes. Some days I'm like, I can't talk about this. This is so low stakes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. One of the most important steps in my makeup routine is applying mascara. I feel like it makes such a big difference, especially because I have like the blondest lashes. And putting it on is so satisfying. And I am currently loving L'Oreal Paris's new Panorama Mascara, which easily gets into those short, pesky corner Mm -hmm. lashes to really create panoramic lash volume. Yeah. And their tapered brush works to give you fully fanned out lashes. So you'll look like you're wearing falsies. It really highlighted my eyes. It stayed on all day, which is I'm somebody who just sweats off things a lot, I guess. I got home by the end of the day. I was like, oh, I don't even need to re-up this. Nice. I do love that gold packaging, too. It's like very fancy. I love it. So if you're looking for an affordable mascara that gives you voluminous lengthened lashes, you can buy the Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. So, Zan, with the show ending this year, do you think any members of the family might just step away from the cameras forever? Or do you think the Kardashians will just always be the Kardashians, no matter what they do? Yeah, I think um, Courtney is a pretty good candidate for yeah. stepping out of the spotlight entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, not entirely, because, you know, I think as long as the family is famous, they'll still be paparazzi on her. You know, if she's still dating Travis Barker, who's launching like a wellness line. Yeah. <laughs> right. She'll still have poosh. Like, she's not going to step out of the spotlight. She might step out of the sort of like hyper panopticon 24-7 thing that the rest of the Kardashians do. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob's been out and I hope that he yeah. stays out and gets the help that he needs. Yeah, um, me too. And I'm just trying, like, going down the list. This is right. Uh, Courtney potentially out. Kim, Kim potentially out. You know, I could see yeah. Kim again, not stepping out of the spotlight entirely, but you know, we are really transitioning into activist work and sort of trying to sort of change the nature of her celebrity. 
Mm. Chloe, who knows what Chloe's doing? <laughs> Chloe, do not marry that man. Oh my God, seriously. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I think Chloe, I don't love where Chloe is for her, but she seems fine where she is. Yeah. Um, Kendall, uh, I think, is going to keep modeling. You know, Kendall yeah. is, is sort of the opposite of Rob, I think, in some ways, like where she has really, you know, I think is quite clearly uncomfortable with a lot of the way the family conducts its business and doesn't want to do it and has just carved herself out you know, this little particular niche in the middle of it mm-hmm. where she just has sort of yeah. a slightly different brand than they do in a different way of interacting. And that seems to work for her. So I imagine Kendall stays modeling and also like having a toothbrush brand. <laughs> 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 and I do think, I think Kylie's a bit of a wild card. I kind of wouldn't yeah. be surprised if at some point Kylie like just does go full hermit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if she can hide her pregnancy, like right? fully basically that I was just blown away by that. So <laughs> Right. Do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that was so that was so crazy. (laughs) And just as like the month sort of went on, it was sort of like, oh, no one's seen her. And then it was like, no, no one's seen her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In in about nine months. So I think this is about to happen. But I will say, I think Kris Jenner will stay in the spotlight as long as it will have her. I think she truly loves it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know we'll see what happens with the younger kids but i think also you know part of the thing of the kardashians is there's just so many of them that even if half the family takes a step back right yeah. there's so many of them there's so much i mean scott disick at this point is just a reliable tabloid fixture yes. you know whatever kanye does <laughs> will for a while keep kim's name in the news mm-hmm. there's just no way i don't think at this point that they ever go away yeah. Certainly not in, you know, this generation or the next, you know, I don't know, hundred right. years. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that like America's royal family, you know, comparison, yeah. certainly in terms of just generational fascination with these people, I think that's pretty accurate. Like I do think yeah. that they're they're here to stay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Well, thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for being here. This was really fun. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. Those were excellent questions. I hope that I answered them <laughs> some modicum of... You did. <laughs> Thanks again to Zan Romanoff. I think I'm going to have to call her just to recap every episode <laughs> of Keeping Up with the Kardashians this season. I know. God, she knows so much. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun talking about one of the most famous families in America today. But next week, we're going to tell you the story of one of the first families to ever use television to invite the public into their living room. Oh, the Osbournes? Oh, wait, no, the Simpsons. (laughs) No, think even more Hairspray. And more Pearls and Chanel. We're finally doing JFK and Jackie. (laughs) And it's even juicier than you think. We've got million-dollar bribes, fake family trees, the world's saddest kiss, and more glamour than you can shake a Chanel hat at. Oh, I seriously can't wait. The people need it. Now, if you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends. I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Sifrin. This episode was produced by Caitlin Plummer. Our producer is Natalie Shisha. Our associate producer is Kate Young. Our audio engineer is Sergio Enriquez. Our executive producers are Stephanie Jens, Jenny Lauer-Beckman, and Marshall Louie for Wondery. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. 
Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.